Welcome to the Scripture Memory Podcast, a ministry of Scripture Memory Fellowship. If you've ever felt like memorizing God's Word is an uphill battle, stay tuned. This podcast will help you make Bible memory a consistent and enjoyable part of your daily life. After all, knowing Scripture is the first step towards a fruitful, God-honoring life. So whether you're a new memorizer who needs some practical Bible memory tips, or a veteran memorizer who just needs some encouragement for their journey, Stay tuned for today's episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Dakota Lynch and Randy Williamson. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast. We've got a great episode in store for you today, as we'll be talking about one of my favorite ways to memorize Scripture, one of the more enjoyable ways of memorizing Scripture, and I'm talking about Scripture songs or in other words, taking a verse or a passage of Scripture and setting it to music as a way of locking it in our memories. That's right, Dakota. Today's guest is Dana Dirksen. Dana is the founder of Songs for Saplings. And Songs for Saplings is a ministry that's dedicated to composing and sharing Scripture songs throughout multiple nations and also varying cultures. This brings up a question, why should we use Scripture songs? Are they a fad or a recent trend? Well, the answer is no. It's an ancient tradition to use songs to remember truths about God. And we actually have a precedent with Moses and the children of Israel singing truths about God to lock them into their memory. What does that practice look like today? How can we implement it? Well, today's guest is going to tell us in a moment. We'll hear from Dana. All right. Now, before we welcome Dana to the show, Randy, why don't you share with us our passage of the day? All right, Dakota, our passage for the day is Deuteronomy 31, 19 to 22. Deuteronomy means to say again or to rehearse. Moses, due to his sin, cannot enter into the promised land. So before his departure, he reviews both the works and word of the Lord to his people. And in this section, we see something of the importance of singing God's truth as a way to remember it. God wanted his people to never forget the consequences of rebellion. So he gave Moses a song to teach the people as a constant reminder. Here it is. Now therefore write this song and teach it to the people of Israel. Put it in their mouths that this song may be a witness for me against the people of Israel. For when I have brought them into the land flowing with milk and honey, which I swore to give their fathers, and they have eaten and are full and grown fat, They will turn to other gods and serve them, and despise me and break my covenant. And when many evils and troubles have come upon them, this song shall confront them as a witness, for it will live unforgotten in the mouths of their offspring. For I know what they are inclined to do, even today, before I have brought them into the land that I swore to give you. So Moses wrote this song the same day and taught it to the people of Israel. What a powerful passage of Scripture. You know, Randy, it occurs to me that most of us understand the Bible speaks in in some places about the value of memorizing Scripture, but in passages like this, we actually see a, a specific method of memorizing commended to us. And obviously, this passage highlights the value of Scripture songs, but I love verse 21, where it says, "...when many evils and troubles have come upon them, this song shall confront them." as a witness, for it will live unforgotten in the mouths of their offspring. They'll remember these words when things get tough, and that's obviously one of the great values of memorizing Scripture. Now, 
As you mentioned earlier, Randy, we do have a special guest joining us today. Uh, Dana Dirksen is a friend of ours, and she's the composer of dozens of well-known scripture songs. She's also the founder of a ministry you may have heard of called Songs for Saplings. So it really is an honor to have her with us for today's episode. Dana, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Well, we're looking forward to kind of picking your brain here over the next few minutes and, and learning from you about Scripture songs. But why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your story and, and more specifically about the history of your ministry songs for saplings? Yeah, well, we started putting uh, Scripture verses to music for our children, actually. We, we just wanted them to memorize Scripture, and um, also we were working on the Westminster Shorter Catechism, memorizing things like, you know, uh, who is God and where is God? God is everywhere. Who made you? God made me. And our kids were really young. So we just started doing going through these little things to memorize. And the kids memorized pretty quickly, but uh, it we noticed we would get, you know, a certain, to a certain level and then it just got too hard. So I started putting these these scripture verses and uh, questions to music. And uh, I found that once they were in music, the kids just like immediately memorized them and didn't really even notice that they were memorizing scripture, but they just got into their heads and uh, they were just there for a long time. That's great. Now, you said you started by creating some songs for your kids as, as they were memorizing. What what types of scripture songs or what projects are you actively working on as the ministry moves forward? So we started getting the, just the scripture verses to music, and that was about 20 years ago. And then um, about 15 years ago, we started doing the catechism questions. So it's it's a question and answer. And then the best part part about the questions and answers is the scripture verse and the reference that supports these these really great deep truths, foundational truths that we need to be learning. And so though that series is 115 songs and it took, wow. you know, several years to record all those English songs. And um, over the years, different countries, people in different countries would, they heard these in English and wanted them in their own language for their, for their churches and for their children to learn as well. So, so over the years, our main focus has really been just getting these in other languages. And so we work with people on the ground in different countries, and they do the translations, and they find adult singers and children singers, and uh, and they teach them the songs. And then usually I'll come over, or sometimes another engineer will do the recording. But uh, we yeah take like a week or two and record an album and uh, and they have it in their own language. And that's kind of been the focus of songs for saplings for the past 15 years. Wow, Dana, you have a, a wealth of expertise. I'm locked in on 115 songs. And that's just for those the catechism collection? Yeah. That's, that's not even counting the other albums that you've done? Yeah, no, no, no. Wow. Yeah, praise the Lord. I, I, I'm amazed. I look back and I'm like, wow, how did we do that? I guess God is... God is pretty good. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, from your experience, could you kind of just give us an overview of uh, what are Scripture memory songs? <laughs> what is a Scripture memory song? You know, it's uh, 
well, my scripture memory songs mm-hmm. are just what I hear in my head when I, anytime I, when I read scripture, I usually, um, in order for me to really get it, internalize the scripture, you know, I, I just, I read it, I meditate on it and, um, God's given people different gifts and there's one gift he's given me. It's, I hear, I hear things in melody. Mm-hmm. When I talk, I talk in melody in my, sometimes it drives people crazy because I sing when I talk, but my whole life is a big musical. But uh, one thing that I love to do, you know, when I'm meditating on scripture, I, I kind of hear it in a song and mm-hmm. I started just recording these. And so basically the, all the scripture songs that we have are just what I hear in my head. And I, you know, put out on a little, started out on tape, mm-hmm. <laughs> little audio tapes, but it just, what I hear in my head, and it comes out as a song and it's just singing. Yeah. Singing what I hear. It's not all of the songs are exact to uh-huh. a certain translation, but you know, oftentimes like I'll even mix different translations to get a nice fit. You know, it has to be melodic and it has to, be something that um, has to be melodic. It has to be something that you're going to enjoy singing and that your ears going to want to remember. So it's God's Word set to rhythm. You meditate on exactly. the Word and then you find a rhythm and then yeah, you set, yeah. set the passage to that? Wow. Yeah, pretty well, much a rhythm and a melody line. And... Some of our listeners, they might still be thinking that singing Scripture is a relatively new trend. Do you think that there's a biblical precedent for singing His you know, Word? I love it that you asked that question because <laughs> I go back back to Moses and <laughs> the Israelites. And, you know, they didn't have books and they didn't have lots of paper and pencils. And they sang to remember God's Word. And, you know, they... I love the the scriptures in the Bible where uh, God's telling, he says, Moses, write this down. He says, what I'm going to give you right now, I want you to write it in a song, teach it to the Israelites, so that when they're older, they're going to remember these truths and they aren't going to go away from me. And they're going to remember the truths and their children are going to remember because it's in a song. And it's it's just, you know, it's been the way God has... uh, taught his people to remember his truths Yeah, since the beginning. There's a lot of methods for memorizing God's Word. It seems like we kind of gravitate to one that's unique to us, to our personality, our temperament. What do you think that that sets Scripture songs apart? What makes them unique, memorizing God's Word that way, and in some cases more effective than some of these other methods? I'll start by saying that um, memorizing things through song. It's just how our brains are wired. You know, um, there's certain parts of our brains we don't even really fully understand yet, but if it goes through one of those neurons where, you know, it's, it's that musical part of your brain, it gives you a completely, um, like a different, um, I I don't want to say understanding, but, um, comprehension. Mm of of truths and data you know you can comprehend it almost like with your whole body you know for example you know sometimes you're if you're 
learning something and use hand motions. You know, you're using a whole other part of your body, and so your brain is functioning in a different way, and it helps you to remember things a little bit better. And the same with music. If it's if it's in a melody and you're singing it through that portion of your brain, you're you're really comprehending these truths in a in a a deeper at a deeper level. Mm. So you think that 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 method it aids internalizing the word. Yes, definitely. Yes. Yeah. And uh, just to attest to that mm-hmm. truth, um, in in Africa, I work a lot in Africa and in countries where they have, um, well, they don't have a lot of written word, so they're or- oral cultures. And, you know, I've heard pastors, they tell me that getting these truths, singing these scriptures has made it so that people, even adults who have had a very difficult time comprehending, you know, something that they're reading and really understanding it. But once they sing it, that's kind of like putting it in, it's in their language, but also putting it in their language that they've grown up understanding truths in through song and stories. And uh, he says that they, all of a sudden you put it in a song and it's like, oh, the lights turn on and they get it. It's, it's beautiful how music can just open up so much in our in our brains, in our minds. Dana, I have a question. I'm thinking about what's going to happen in a few minutes when our listeners go to your website and they begin to listen to some of your songs. They're going to say, well, she's gifted at this, but I'm not. This, this is not my special calling or my special talent. What advice would you give to somebody who's wanting to memorize a particular passage of Scripture using song, but they don't really consider themselves to be a musician? How, how could they enjoy the benefit of, of Scripture set to music in that scenario? I, I think pretty much anyone can put some Scripture to music if they want to. I, th- I don't think that everyone is able to make their own melodies. But, I mean, you all can you all can sing Mary Had a Little Lamb or Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. So, yeah, I would say, you know, start there. Grab a Scripture verse and get the melody, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, and see if you can sing it to that. And just have fun with it. And I think that's something that most people could do. And and possibly if you start doing that, you might even find that maybe that part of your brain that <laughs> is the songwriting part is actually there. And you can come up with your own melodies. But it would be a great place to start. That's good. Thank you. Dakota, I could testify to what she's saying, that it works. I uh, I can't sing, but I, I want my kids to learn Scripture. And so last night... We worked on Joshua 1.8, and we set it to Ode of Joy, the Beethoven melody. And then we did Deuteronomy 6, 4 to 6, and we set it to the Neil Diamond tune, Sweet Caroline. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. Well, how did it work? It it didn't sound great because I because I was singing, but it worked. They they learn they're learning it for camp. They're memorizing their verses, and it's helping them. Wow! And what did the kids think about that? Did they have fun? Oh yeah, they loved it. They stood up on chairs when we were having family worship. (laughs) Oh, that's so beautiful. I wish I wish I could have been there for that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Dana, do you have any tips for families wanting to integrate? songs like that, scripture songs in, in family worship and devotional time and car rides. What can we do to make that a reality? I, I love, you know, I love what you just said, you know, being creative, making it fun for the kids in, uh, in your family worship time, something that 
you know, every family is going to be different. Not every family is, um, not every family is going to want to dance. Not, you know, with some people, that's what they want to do. They want to dance. They want to sing the song and dance, you know. Um, some families really just want to get in and start studying and asking questions. And I would say just make it comfortable. And if you, you know, if you haven't done this with your family, if you haven't had this special family time um, of just discovering truths and studying the Bible, you know, go at it in a fun way, not not like everyone say still we're going to do this, but make it something that is just normal, almost like breathing. And if you do it consistent enough, it's just going to become a part of life. It'll be just like, this is what we do. And I love the creativity. I think, you know, getting out there and, you know, searching through, hey, this is what Randy and his family do. This is, hey, I can try that. Or this is what Dana Dirksen does with her kids. She puts all these scripture verses to music. There's so many different ways and avenues out there. Some people love to act things out. They, they do drama. They dress up. And <laughs> but make it something that's consistent and enjoyable. And um, the kids are going to just remember these good memories. I love, I love the idea of making it something that the kids when they grow up, they'll have these sweet memories in their heads and they'll look back and they're going to remember those sweet memories of, you know, making up songs and dancing on the couch or sweet memories of sitting in the minivan on a cold day when it's warm and they go in there, they cozy up in their car seat and they hear the scripture music. Who is God? God is the only living and true God. Just little things like that, you know, incorporating God and the word of God in our lives at every level is it's, it's got to be just like breathing. <laughs> I heard a quote one time, and I don't remember who said it, but his thought, I, I believe, is so profound. It's a sin to bore people with God's Word, he said. Oh. And one of the things I love <laughs> about Scripture songs is that it can really help make Scripture memorization one of the most engaging and enjoyable parts of our day. And we don't want to have kids who grow up and, and remember that time memorizing Scripture as a drag or something that was just yeah. so dreaded, right? But when, when Scripture songs become part of that process, it can become the most exciting part of their day. Boy, our time has flown by. But Dana, before we let you go, why don't you share with our listeners what they can do to learn more about your ministry? Is there some way that they can follow up and learn more about Songs for Saplings? Yes. Well, you can go to songsforsaplings.com, and uh, we have we have a blog there, so we, we kind of like to keep people updated with the different translations we're working on. Uh, you can also tell Alexa, hey, Alexa, play Dana Dirksen on Spotify or whatever. So that's one way you can listen. We we do have mu- new music coming out. Well, it's already out. I just did released a new album recently. And so there's lots of new stuff out there. And there's also all the questions with answers, you know, and yeah, just come to our website and Love, we would love to hear from you guys. As we wrap up today's episode, our hope is that everyone who's listening is now better equipped to memorize God's Word using Scripture songs. And remember, if you're creating your own Scripture songs, the goal is not to create something that is perfect and that could win a Grammy someday. The goal is to simply create 
a, a scripture song that helps you remember the words of scripture. And uh, as Dana mentioned, that could be to a tune that you already know, but the goal is to make God's word more memorable for you and your family. We are all out of time for today, but Dana, thank you again so much for joining us. And thank you to our listeners for joining us for today's episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast. Now, don't leave just yet. If you stick around to the very end of the podcast, we're going to play one of Dana's Scripture songs so that you can uh, get a taste for the kind of Scripture songs that she produces. And as she said, be sure to visit songsforsaplings.com to learn more about Dana's ministry. Also, Uh, You might be interested to know that Scripture Memory Fellowship also offers a number of Scripture songs, and you can uh, download those at scripturememory.com slash songs. And as always, be sure to join us next time for another episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast, a ministry of Scripture Memory Fellowship. At SMF, our mission is to help you know, live, and love God's Word. If you're ready to take the next step in your Scripture Memory journey, visit us online at ScriptureMemory.com or download Verse Locker, our free Bible memory app. As always, be blessed today as you take time to enjoy God's Word. And be sure to join us next time for another episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast.